The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association has set up a PayPal donation portal for those that want to help Ohio horsemen in need during the COVID-19 crisis. All money donated will go to the OHHA Horsemen's Benevolent Fund. Contributors can earmark their donation for either the Equine or Human Fund. Horsemen in need can apply for funds by completing an application, which is available on the OHHA website, ohha.com. Thanks, and stay safe. On this edition of Top of the Stretch, presented by Tiz Wiz, feed the best, outperform the rest. I'm joined by young Trevor Smith, 24 years of age and a driver here in the Buckeye State. He began his driving career in 2015 and has progressed to the point that he has 333 winning drives, earnings of $3,608,136, born and raised in the Washington Courthouse, Ohio. Trevor, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Thanks for having me, Roger. What was your very first memory of harness racing? My very first memory that I remember, it was being in the winter circle when my dad won the Fayette County Classic with Danny's trick. And you used to get a car when you won the Fayette County Classic to rent for, you know, a free rental for a week. And I remember looking at my, my two brothers and I'm like, man, this convertible is going to be awesome, you know? And that's the first real memory I have, you know, of harness racing. I'm sure there's some before, but that's the most, you know, the one that means the most to me when I was that young. How old were you at that time? Shoot. Um, I, I had to be under 10. I know. Cause we were very mm-hmm. young and, uh, you know, Tyler was the first Tyler's in there with the, the picture with his colors and, you know, he never went nowhere without those. And I just, it, it's been a while, that's for sure. How old were you when you started helping the family around the barn area? I was probably, you know, it's ever since I can remember. I've always been in the barn. I just was never one that I wanted to, you know, get behind them. Until, you know, they got a couple horses that were a little aggressive. And Tyler would always push them, like, oh, let him try it, let him try it. And I always got along with the ones that were aggressive. And it started kind of young, I'd say around 10, 12, but I never did it very much. It was kind of a summer thing for me, um, especially sitting behind them. It wasn't until, you know, 16, 17 that I actually started to train and, you know, kind of take it serious with dad because training with dad, you can't be out there kind of goofing around. He likes to be serious. Yeah. Now, your brother Tyler. He wanted to be an announcer early on. Then he met John Campbell, and everything changed. Did yeah. you want to be a driver from the very beginning? I did not. I followed, you know, I went to school. I played sports, and I was always so busy with football, baseball, basketball. And it wasn't until, like, in high school, I just – I played just basketball. I focused on that, and – I never thought that I would ever have anything to do with it. I seen the day in day out grind and it was never that appealing to me because I was never 
in it enough to love it. I was just in it enough to realize how hard you had to work. And on top of the things I was doing, I never found the time, you know, to find a love for it. I had always loved horses, but my mom and dad and Tyler were always gone so much. It was kind of hard for me to, to want to do it, you know, until the time came that when my dad, um, you know, was diagnosed with a tumor in his brain, he he needed help. So I, well, I was in my second year of college and I quit college and came back and I haven't looked back ever since. In, 19, in 2015, your first year of driving, you went 0 for 23. You got your first win in 2016. What do you remember about that initial win in harness racing? I remember that, you know, that day it was at Miami Valley, and there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of great drivers that drive in at Miami Valley day in, day out. And I never really had much confidence then, and the horse kind of, you know, did did what he does you know and I got room late and I you know I beat Pete Wren at the wire and I just felt it was like a big stepping stone for me because I thought that going from going 0 for 23 the year before and then you know driving at my value you kind of I kind of felt like I didn't really belong and that first win gave me a little bit of confidence just to keep going to keep trying to keep, you know, taking hits at it because it's just constant. You have to just keep positivity and confidence the biggest things. And it was just a big stepping stone for me. I uh, I was just blessed to have the opportunity that my parents let me, you know, drive their horses and the owners let me drive their horses. And, you know, being young, it's not easy because you don't really have much, to, you know, to step back on. You don't have much behind you. So it meant a lot. It was a, it was a very memorable experience. I always remember the horse was always breaking hearts. Now you haven't been driving all that long, but do you have a favorite horse in your young career already? I actually, my favorite horse right now, um, even through the past and to today, it's, you know, I, I love my horse top recruit. I mean, I might not get along with them on the racetrack as much, but for the first horse that I purchased that I owned, uh, you know, he's taught me everything. I, you know, from, as far as, you know, to keep my attitude with the horses and he'll test me every day. And, and he let, just lets me know that the horses do forget some things and, you know, they make you teach them again and again, but he's also taught me a lot. And, you know, that's what I, he might not be the fastest, but he's definitely taught me more than any other horse could. In those six years as a driver, what would you say was your biggest win that you've had so far? My biggest win came last year, uh, the first leg of the two-year-old uh, Colton Gelding Trot in the Sire Stakes. I drove big box Hanover. I um, I got to qualify him one start uh, for Dalton Walls. And uh, Dalton, um, I believe he's a year or two younger than me. And he came to me and he, you know, he asked me to qualify him. And, you know, I gladly accepted the offer. And when I got off the, you know, got off the bike and he was asking what I thought, I told him and I told him that it would be, you know, in his best interest to try him in the Sire Stakes. And we did the very next week, or it might have been another two weeks. And I uh, got a, you know, a decent trip with him and the horse just kept, kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And I got up to be, to be the horse right at the wire. And it was just, it was, I can't really explain it to this day because I never thought, I would get a chance, you know, as young as I am, 
in a stage like that. And it just meant a lot because there's a lot of people there. And I just kind of show people that, hey, you know, I, I can do it. It doesn't matter the purse or, you know, the condition. It's just, you know, I can go out there and do it with whoever. When you race against your brother, Tyler, is there kind of a family battle for bragging rights? There is. There's always a battle. It doesn't matter if we're racing, you know, horses, if we're whatever we're doing. It's always a battle between us, and it just never gets old. And I think that, you know, it's it's just fun to be able to be out there to be racing against him. And, you know, I love beating him, but I hate when he beats me. And, you know, he's beat me more than I've beat him, but I always remind him that uh, it's not always going to be like that. <laughs> How would you describe your dad, Jeff Smith? He is a very hardworking, kind individual. Uh, I've never, you know, never been around him a day where he hasn't been doing 10,000 things. He's always on the go, always trying to figure out different ways to do different things. Um, he's always He's always has a lot on his plate, but can still find the time to help anyone in need. It doesn't matter. You know, if they were just in an argument or, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't bother him. He he helps anyone that needs help and tries to, tries to be kind to everyone and works from sunup to sundown. I don't know how he does it. Now, is there a dream event in your future that you want to accomplish? Yes. I want to. I know a lot of people from Ohio say this, but I feel like you got to if you're from Ohio. I want to I wanna be in the Little Brown Jug, and, you know, I want to be in it for sure. You know, that's the dream. I mean, the, the ultimate dream would be to win it, but that would be the dream is just to be in the Little Brown Jug. That day, I've been there almost every year of my life, and just, the, you know, the feeling just to be out there in front of all those people and just a, such a great event. It would just be amazing. It would be over the top. Throughout your life, a number of people probably have given you advice concerning racing. Who and what was that best piece of advice that you've already received? Um, I would say when Tyler tells would tell me day in, day out, you always have to look to the next race, to the next day, and never take anything home with you. I had a big problem with, you know, if I messed up, I would take it with me to the next race, so then I would mess up again. And he would always tell me, you got to forget about it. Drop it. There's nothing you're going to do to change it. You just got to go to the next race, look at the program, and go on like nothing ever happened. And the same with the next day. If you had seven races in a row that were bad on one card, you just got to forget about it once you leave the track. The next day, you got to wake up and do work like normal. The morning of or the day before, do you study the racing program about the races you're in the very next day? I usually buy a program and look at it on my phone probably when I leave the barn to, you know, before I get to the track, I always try to go through so I'm not at the track rushing around trying to see a program or, you know, something of that nature. I always try to have one on me and I, and for sure look at it and study the drives. And it became easier to me 
knowing all the horses now because I've been in a lot of, of a lot more races than I you know I was in 2016, 2017, 2018. I've progressed in more races, so I think you know knowing the horses too helps. I don't have to study the program as hard because there are tendencies that the horses have that you race against, and you notice that the program cannot tell you. So I think it's key also to be able to recognize that on the track, not only about your horse, but about other people's horses. And, you know, the program goes along with that as well. And I, I never go to the track without looking at the program first. Okay. Now we're going to kind of get away from the harness part of your life and go to some other things in the normal life of Trevor Smith. If we can ever say that we have a normal life in this business, what is your favorite thing? What is the favorite thing to do for Trevor Smith outside of racing? I love to go to the gym. Uh, I love just, you know, spending time with animals in general, spending me and my girlfriend, Morgan, we, uh, we've adopted barn cats, you know, we've raised those. I just love to do anything outside, um, go out, you know, uh, go to parks, walk, see nature. You know, just enjoy life. Um, it's harder for me now to – I love playing basketball, but it's harder for me now because my body kind of doesn't keep up as much because I don't get to exercise nearly as much as I used to. But, you know, I've found more things that make me happy in life, and a lot of those are being outside and being around animals and st- stuff of that nature. I love, you know, going trail riding with horses. Um, and you know it's it's never a never a bad day when I can just walk out my you know my back door and you know go to the bike trail and ride my bike for you know anywhere from two to five miles and you know stuff like that. You mentioned basketball that you kind of zeroed in on after competing in all types of the sports. Uh, did you have a good basketball career in high school? As a team, we had a good. We, I had a good career. Um, myself in general, it wasn't as good as I would have wished it, you know, could have been. I broke my leg my sophomore year in high school when I I started varsity my my started my sophomore year and I broke it halfway through, so I had to sit out the rest of the my sophomore year. And when we came back, when I came back my junior year, we had our best season. We actually made it um, one step away from the Sweet Sixteen. And we got to play Athens in um, in that game. And we played at OU, and it's just funny because we played against Joe Burrow in that game. And that's just something I can always look back on. Yeah, it's something I can always look back on and say, hey, you know, that guy is the first pick in the draft, and I played against him my, you know, my my junior year of basketball. And, um, you know, we ended up losing the game, but it was a very tough, very tight game. And I was proud of, you know, everyone that, that I played with. I think everyone that played, you know, was proud for our school and our basketball program. But um, as far as like, you know, me, like my stats, anything like that, I wasn't really, you know, into that as much as our record and how we were doing. I, I just, um, you know, I pride ourselves on just making it there and being able to win games, win our conference and stuff like that. And you, basketball, you zeroed in on, but, What's your favorite sport to watch on television when you get the chance to watch some activities? Do you have a favorite sport to watch? 
Most definitely, it's probably football, just because of all the action there is. It's kind of close between football and basketball. And um, football just gets the edge because there's kind of constant action. You know, basketball, there's kind of sometimes you can either, you know, the game's going slow or this or that, but that happens in all sports. And uh, I love watching baseball, but only if it's li- only if I'm there live. I can't be sitting at home on the TV and watching baseball because I'll be find myself doing ten other things and come back and it's the seventh inning and someone already hit three home runs and I'm like, wow, I might as well just check my phone and see who did it. So, what about a favorite food? What do you like to eat the most? I used to like pizza the most, but I was recently diagnosed um, with a gluten allergy. So it kind of threw my uh, my my food for a whirl. I try to find new foods every day that I can eat and that I like. And I've kind of struggled with it. And the only thing that's helped me is Morgan will cook for me different foods. Uh, right now, I would say just as a meal, it would probably be stir fry, chicken stir fry. I can eat that every day of the week, but we're still trying to find new foods that don't have gluten so I can get by, you know, without, you know, getting sick and feeling no good. Last movie or TV show that you watched? I just watched Harbaugh last night. It was, it's an old classic. I love the movie. I watched it again. I got through half of it because I, you know, the, the ending's the hardest part to watch. But that has to be my favorite movie of all time, and I just so happened to watch it yesterday. Were you a good student in high school? No, I was not. I will, I'll be honest. I was not. I was just trying to find a way, you know, the quickest way to to get out of school and go do something else. Now, looking back, I wish that was 100% different. Because uh, I realized once I got out of high school and went to college how important it was to be in the classroom and to listen. And I mean, knowledge never hurts. So uh, I guess as I progressed, I was a, I was a better student than I than I was in high school or younger. Um, but I just thank all the people that that helped me along the way in school to to keep me going, to keep me on the right track, especially in college. When you went to college and where did you go? Uh, what were your what were your plans uh, going into college? I went. I was first going to go to Ohio University, um, and it was a branch in Chillicothe, and I was going to go there for business. And at the last minute, I had changed, and a, um, a buddy of mine from high school was going to Wright State, and I had no clue of college. I just know. Every single day of my life, my mom told me, you are going to college. You are going to college. And I knew I couldn't let her down. And I came back and I told her, I was like, if I can get into right state, you know, will that be a problem? And she was like, no. And she was happy for me. And that's where I ended up going. I went to right state and I was majoring in business, but it was basically undecided because I just didn't know anything about my future. I was unsure of everything. And I, you know, got through most of my core classes the first two years and was just going to see after I got all those done, the best direction for me. And little did I know when I got the two years done, I found that direction, but it wasn't in school. That direction was harness racing? 
that direction was harness racing, and once it took off, it took off fast. No regrets? There's a few, just because I know um, the future in this business is kind of tough. It's a rigorous grind day to day, and there's not, you know, the only regret I would have is that if I didn't just go ahead and get the degree so I have that to fall back on just as a a safety, you know, for me. So I don't feel as nervous or, you know, I just don't feel that towards harness, harness racing and doing it. I don't want to feel like when I'm 50 that I have to keep going. I want to be comfortable. And I want to want to do it and want to keep going, not have that push like, oh, what else am I going to do? That's the only regret that I have is that if I would have just went ahead and got the degree, so I would have had something in case later on down the road, I didn't feel like working from, you know, sun up to sundown. Racing fans, that is young Trevor Smith. We thank you, Trevor, for being with us today on top of the stretch. And you had a driving triple the other night at Side of Downs. And may you have many more triples and some grand slams and maybe even get one for the thumb. Thank you, Trevor. Hopefully. Thank you, Roger. This edition of Top of the Stretch has been brought to you by Tizwiz. Feed the best. Outperform the rest. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.